0: Is sleep on it. In this first series, we explore sleep and how it impacts those with ADHD. In this insightful conversation with Elliot Brown, we talk about the impact of sleep and ADHD on his life. With me is Elliot Brown, ADHD and performance expert. Now, the question I'm going to ask everyone, Elliot, first of all, is how did you sleep last night?
1: <laughs> um, not too bad, actually. Not too bad. I, I, I tend to start surviving about four or five hours anyway, so last night was pretty standard. Four or five hours? Yeah. Wow. And do you not feel like you struggle? during the following day? No, and I knew this would come up immediately, (laughs) to be honest. No, I find I actually perform better on sort of four to five hours and have done for years. The more I sleep... I don't necessarily feel any better. In fact, I don't think I feel as sharp. Yeah, and you feel a bit worse for wear because of it, do you? Yeah, I do. I don't know whether I struggle to get into that sort of deep sleep. Mm. I don't know. I I never sleep particularly well. I I feel myself turn over quite a lot and, and things through the night, you know. I don't think I've ever had a really good night's sleep where I've woken up feeling fresh, though I always wake up in a good mood. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It's crazy.
0: And I, I, I had a bizarre It was in a hotel last night, of course. And when you're in a hotel, strange environment. Yeah. Your brain is kind of half switched on, isn't it? Yeah. To so yeah. what's going on around you. So it's, it's most bizarre. Anyway, back to you. So your website describes you, I'm going to quote your website. Yeah, okay. As the number one ADHD authority on alternative impact, yeah. business and performance. What do you actually
1: do then? Um, okay, so I've had a lot of varied experience in business and life, to be fair. Uh, and discovered I was ADHD a few years ago, um, which answered a lot of questions, also went on a bit of a journey of self-discovery. But I'd been coaching a little, but not really coaching. I'd consulted for a number of years and built numerous businesses and and had lots of sidelines, et cetera. And it was, it was really the second year of lockdown on Clubhouse. You didn't know what Clubhouse was? Clubhouse, what? yeah. That was the social social, social social audio app. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So I was on that. And that's where um, I started connecting with a lot of different people in the in the States as well. And um, a lot of those were ADHD CEOs of marketing companies and, you know, high-level, high-level sort of business owners and, and, and multimillionaires were all talking about um, nootropics. And it was, and I didn't even know what nootropics were then, to be honest. And nootropics are uh, can be CBD. You, you could see a look of confusion You're on confusion. my face. So what is it? What is a nootropic? So nootropics are natural stimulants, okay. um, uh, or, or things that may make your brain work in a better in a better function, can create more sort of the cognitive uh, behavior. Can it can improve? Okay. Mushrooms are a big thing now. we talk talking about lion's mane yeah, and things yeah, yeah. like. And, and of course, you know the magic types as well. Microdosing on that it, it are also nootropics So it's the nat- Natural mm. products, CBD, and bits and pieces like that, and they were all talking about um, the fact that they'd moved on to these things as opposed to taking the uh, the, the sort of um, the recommended drugs, so to speak, from the pharmacies. Um, and I was listening to them, and I started connecting with a lot of these guys and girls, and and I realised that. I could actually help a lot of people because I understand this and I discovered I was ADHD. So I was going through that sort of learning journey. And just before we started recording, I was telling Mm. you about a few things that I I see in my son and I just, I seem to understand. I think my whole journey has brought me to the place where this is where I now fit. And I feel the most comfortable in it. So coaching people in, in understanding where their challenges are, and everybody's got differences, right? Whether that's a sleep challenge, and a lot of ADHDers or, or neuro different, neuro spicy people have those sleep challenges, uh, whether it's dyslexia or dyspraxia or dysgraphia or all these other different neuro uh, differences that, that come with it, there are often co- you know combinations. And understanding that and being able to see it from a different point of view rather than theirs and getting them to be able to identify the challenges and learn how to manage those in different ways, but also then identify and validate their their abilities and strengths. Um, and that's something I can do. And I help, I do that with mind maps a lot as well. So it becomes a visual uh, representation because we're visual thinkers. So mind maps are really useful. And I've used mind maps for years, not knowing I was ADHD. Not knowing that it was a mind map either. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, not knowing. How, exactly. Yeah. I didn't actually know they were mind maps, believe it or not. Um, it was just something I naturally did on whiteboards. So... I suppose the things I've done that have worked for me in lots of different businesses and lots of different areas, um, then that means that it isn't something... I'm not telling somebody how to do something because that will never work for, for brains like ours. What I'm doing is going, this is how it can work for you. Let's find out the ways it can work for the way your brain works. And that becomes... Really powerful, and it's fairly unique in in coaching because most coaches just tell you how to do something because they did it their way, yeah. And you've got to then do it their way to make it work, right?
0: Yeah, and and, and I'm right in saying I think that there's no sort of magic solution, is there? There's, no, there's no, no one
1: thing that fits everyone. It's you know, it's like average
0: shoe size in the UK is whatever it is, but one shoe doesn't fit everyone. So with ADHD, different techniques
1: work for different people, and it's about exploring that. Hundred percent, it's right for you. And and you know, we, all brains are the same, but they're not. They're wired differently. Um, and again, I've been doing neurodiversity training, which I was telling you about. So, so to deliver that into the workplace and to to help create awareness and 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 accommodate the different ways that people are. Because if you don't, you're not going to get the best out of them um, for them. And then ultimately for the organisation or the company as well. So I think I've learned a lot, and it's sort of fitted in lots of jigsaw pieces that were missing. Uh, so 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 that's in essence what I do. And of course, my, my my experience isn't isn't all successful. I've had a huge amount of failures, like a huge amount mm. more failures than wins, to be honest. And I'm very open about that. Which I think becomes very relatable to a lot of people as well.
0: Yeah, and it's what you do, isn't it? If you have a failure, it's what you do to recover from that and 100%. then move forwards. Now, I've read a lot about the the relationship with sleep yep. and ADHD, but how how well do we understand that cause and effect because it works both ways, doesn't it? Sleep has an impact on ADHD, and ADHD yes, has an
1: impact on sleep. Absolutely. How, how well do we understand that? I don't know that we do understand that particularly well. Um, and again, it's a little bit like these new—you know—neurodiversity is quite a new thing, right? It's, you know, I think the phrase was only really coined in the '80s. It's—I um, I think we're discovering more. I think there's a lot of people that that will struggle with their cognitive function if they're not getting enough sleep. But then they struggle to get to sleep. So again, just like a lot of ADHD, there is a real confliction. There is, there's always a confliction. There's a, there's a good and there's a bad. There's something that works and there's something that doesn't. Um, And you can, a lot of people that will listen to this that aren't ADHD or, or aren't neurodiverse will say, yeah, we're all like that, but it's a lot more extreme. So with the sleep, yes, I survive on four to five hours when I'm busy, and I can sleep longer. But I find then I'm then wanting to do nothing. So you know, I we were saying mm. I can I can survive on this, but then I don't want to do anything for probably a week. There's a, there'll be a week where I don't my brain's not really functioning, and I've decided next year I'm going to actually probably work do a seven, seven weeks because I work I like working all the time, and then and then after seven weeks have like three or four days where I just go away or do something, go away for a weekend, and just switch off for a bit, and just switch off. A lot of people do this. A lot of multimillionaires do things like this, don't they? They they just take breaks away sometimes because they're constantly on the go. Makes a lot of sense, right? So, it's,
0: and it's interesting, isn't it? Because thinking about how sleep has an effect on ADHD and also the work that you've done mm. around businesses mm. and performance, how does is sleep deprivation? You know, clearly does have an impact on taking that break yep. away, especially if you've not slept well. Yeah. But it's got to be very difficult for people to manage that if they're in a nine-to-five job. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they've got kids, they've got external responsibilities in life. Yeah. You know, what what kind of in, impacts
1: are, do we see in sleep deprivation, especially around performance and business? And, of course, not everybody's like me. And we've got to remember that, that not everybody is like the, the, like we are. And so... Absolutely, 100%. There will be some people that won't be able to do that. And I think it's okay. I think it's okay to be able to back off. But if you're doing a nine to five, then you've got to try and find that out. And of course, if you've got kids and you've got all that going, actually with ADHD, that can be a good thing. When you're really busy and you've got lots of responsibilities, lots of deadlines, lots of things to do, we can work really well, but you will get that burnout. And that's quite a famous thing with ADHD, right? Yeah. Um, And I think when that happens we all feel guilty when that happens and we feel bad and we 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 will we'll reprimand ourselves or, or, or you know, call ourselves internally, call ourselves all the things that we shouldn't do. And then we feel bad and guilty and not worthy and all of those things. I think we should, I think it should be made aware that when that happens and we do get that sort of burnout feeling that, you know what? You've got to find a way of backing off. Your partner needs to give you some space. You need to get some support from your family when that happens, whatever you need to do. But being very aware and owning it I think Mm. is the first step so if you're not getting the sleep um, then you've got to figure out that and go okay listen okay it's the ADHD or it's the way my brain works I need to get some rest now. I've got to find a way of doing that and figure out that. And of course, that's where you need to understand their lifestyle and, the, and what they're doing to be able to understand how they can change that impact it's had on mm. them so they can change the impact they're having on their lives and everybody else around them. Now, yeah, and, and it's difficult,
0: isn't it? Because you know the internet is full of that sort of advice, isn't it? Mm. it what's the worst bit of advice you've ever seen on the internet? You know, about sleep. About, there, there's all sorts of stuff out there, isn't there? About you've got to get seven to nine hours sleep as an adult. I think it's a, recommended. And that's a
1: bad that, one. Oh, see, that there, there you go. That's exactly that's the worst it. one, isn't that's it? it? That's the worst one because not everybody works like that. You know, we know that some of the highest performing people don't sleep very long. It's it's a quite a famous thing, right? Four to five hours is probably about right for, I would think, probably millionaires and billionaires probably are. I just haven't reached the millionaire, billionaire wouldn't status. It be, yet. Wouldn't it be great though if you could just say,
0: do you know what? I'm going to have four or five hours sleep tonight. And then I'm going to start making money. Wouldn't that be great? It doesn't oh, work like that, does it? It'd be no, brilliant, unfortunately, it? Not. <laughs> it would be fantastic. unfortunately not. that would be brilliant advice. Then wouldn't it? But
1: I think that's I think that bit of advice there is wrong because it doesn't suit. It's like the five a.m. thing. Oh, that the five a.m. club's going to work for everybody. It doesn't. You know, I'd rather go to the gym at night. So that just shows that I'm wired differently, and and so actually that dopamine is built up through the day, and I'm ready to go to the gym, which probably wears me out, and so I can sleep a bit better. Mm. And 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 I've tried the morning stuff. So it's it's amazing how. Every you've got to understand people's differences to be able to understand how you can help them yeah and I think that's the thing isn't it not just about sleep but in ADHD all aspects
0: of our lives yep. human beings are very na- by their very nature different aren't they yes. and it's understanding where you sit on that vast spectrum of being a human being absolutely where you are and, and finding the method that works best for you now one of the things you talk about is channeling your energy in the right direction yes so how does that work when it comes to sleep
1: when it comes to sleep, that's a, that's a good question. I think when, um, so what I do now, my, my cousin reminded me of this a little while ago. Actually, probably earlier part of this year, he used to come and stay at mine years ago, and I always used to put music on. And I'd stop doing, I stopped putting music on at night. So if you're going to channel your energy into that, I, I think music can help me channel a lot of things. Working, I listen to house music all day, right? Mm. Different genres of house depending on what I'm doing, whether I want more dopamine or whether I want to chill and want, want to focus. Whatever vocals, obviously, can just be distracting. So I now have a um, on, on Apple Podcasts. There is a, um, there's a, it's an one of the podcasts is sleep. I can't remember what it's called now, and they they have different ones all the time. And certain ones, certain people like. Running water. Some people like the, the the noise of rain on a tin roof. They just I can't make me to go to the toilet. stand that. Hard. <laughs> the <laughs> rain on a tin me. roof just reminds me of yeah. England, which yeah, so, that's, yeah, so does, that's, that's that's not right, a good yeah. thing for me. But what I do like, I, I quite like. There's there's one that's um, uh, like a Jap- like Japanese sounds, but there's also birds tweeting, and it's almost like forest foresty. Yeah, yeah. So there's no rain going on, so there's no distraction there. I'm not thinking about the water and my mind going getting carried away. So if you think about channeling energy, what I'm doing is I'm channeling my energy. I suppose I'm 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 also I'm focusing on thinking about something else. There's like a cuckoo that I can hear it now, and there's a cuckoo in that. that's quite faint, but what you do is you're focusing on that cuckoo sort of going away, and and it, and I drift off to sleep. And I'm finding myself now. I've done this for about three, four, five months now. I now find myself moving off to sleep a lot quicker. So it's difficult to channel your energy when you're going to sleep because you want to you dispel want to, your energy, absolutely. don't you? But I think that would be the best way I can explain it is, is finding some way that you can channel your thoughts. So you're not overthinking all sorts of things or having that loop of conversations going around in your mind, which happens a lot with my type of brain. As soon as I put my head on the pillow in silence, that's the worst thing. Everything starts to flash around. I just hear everything. Yeah. I hear everything. All the things, all the negative stuff and things that people have said to me that are negative and have, have impacted me, um, you know, because we've got to have RSD, rejection-sensitive dysphoria and stuff, which which sits with us really badly. And you know, so,
0: so is us. that, and you're right, isn't it? When when it's quiet and you sleep, you think about, almost people think
1: about the bad stuff. Yes, yeah, not the good stuff. And that, why is that? I don't know. I wish somebody could reprogram. Nature? I wish Wouldn't somebody could wonderful? reprogram me with that. But yeah. you're right. Or and then I hear things, and it could be from months ago where somebody mm. said something. An ex-girlfriend might have said something mm. where she's said it out of, you know, spite, for example, or somebody said something in business, or somebody's not responded, somebody's not answered an email. Weird things like that. And that's the stuff that if you're if you go to bed and you don't have something that can help to focus your mind into that sleep sort of um mode, so to speak, and calm the brain. Mm. Then all you're going to do is think of that. And then what happens is a lot of ADHDs will then get up because they can't sleep. It becomes a spiral, uh, presumably. But then you can't sleep at all. No. And it's like five, six, seven o'clock in the morning. And you know you've got to go to sleep, mm. but you can't. And you were talking and the about. the stress levels go up, don't they? And the stress levels go up. But then you start getting that. We were talking just before we started recording about the sleep deprivation and how that must release. Well, it does, releases chemicals, doesn't it? So that you almost feel like you get then on a high. And so then you can't go to sleep. So you might as well stay up. And then it just goes on, and it goes on.
0: on so presumably, you have—do do you have a, a routine before bed? Do you have a very fixed? I, I'll be honest. I, I understand the impact of not having enough sleep, and I, I'm quite, quite keen to, to to push that out to the world. Yeah. But it's difficult, isn't it? We all, you know, there's so many different calls on our lives. There's so many things—social like media, yeah, games on your phone, yeah. TV, all those different things making us stimulating us, sure, trying to stop us from going to bed. Yeah. But it's really important to have a routine isn't it before bed to get your mind into that place of now it's time to quiet down
1: and get get some sleep yeah do you have a routine I do actually if you'd have asked me probably four or five months ago I wouldn't have I wouldn't have had a routine um I probably end up putting the television on to to so to, to, so I stop focusing on other things and I'll watch whatever I mean, Master Chef, for example, I work, <laughs> all, you know or, or, or a film that's that's got something going on, but if i'm if I know I'm going to get tired, that will probably, if I'm tired, that will probably allow me to drift off. And then as soon as I feel myself going, I'll go up to bed. I'll put my phone down the bottom of the bed down now on charge, put the music on, and so that then works straight away, and I'll get straight into bed. and I won't turn the lights on in the room either. So I'll go into the bedroom and I'll just do that rather than, I suppose you know, spark that sort of interest in in things around me. I, I'm not thinking about anything. I'm not looked at the time, um, and that won't be until probably one thirty in the morning. i actually a bit earlier last night because I knew I was coming down here. But so are you classically a night owl? Would you say hundred percent? In fact, if I could if I could not get up in the morning, <laughs> live my life afternoons. Uh, and, night times, and nighttime. I probably would. Yeah. yeah. And presumably you're, you're more productive in right, the I'm 100 yeah. nighttime. Yeah. I mean, I always wake up in a good mood and I can wake up really early. Um, and I sort of do these days, but I don't really like to get going for a good few hours. Mm. And it, it's difficult, isn't
0: it, with, with all the different calls on us, with society. You know, you might have to get up for a podcast, for example, travel down to London for a podcast yep. recording. Yep. Um, kids have got to go to school, yep. people get to the office. You know, it's almost like it's, it's taken out of your hands, yep. isn't it? And, and you, you can't do the things that
1: your body is telling you to do. But there's not an awful lot we can do about that, is there? No, and unfortunately, society has this. We have to get up at this sort of time to start work at this sort of time. I think that's starting to change a little bit. Um. Something I've learned from this, you know, this training I've been doing mm. is that if you want to if you want to get the best out of people and accommodate, sometimes, you know, not having to be at work at nine o'clock, knowing that there's somebody that maybe functions a little bit differently, given the more flexible hours, being able to work from home in certain spaces and things like that. If it is that they don't sleep very well and they don't start till later in the day, if they're neurospicy, there's a good chance that they can probably be more mm. productive in less time than somebody that's sat there all day. So. This is something that we've, we, we've really got to start educating a lot of people about as well. And the sleep thing is going to come into it, right? Oh, absolutely. But how, how receptive are businesses to that? Uh, they are becoming a lot more receptive. They're putting money in budgets now for, for doing this. It was a lot about mental health over the last few years. And it's moving into that neuro neuro sort of diff, diversity space, divergent space now mm. as well. Create awareness, get people to understand, and companies now are wanting to put money into that because people like Google have they understand it. That's why mm. I have different workspaces. There, you know, We know what there's. Well, I don't need to explain it. We know their workspaces are different because they've got a lot of creatives, a lot of different people in those businesses. And, and I think moving forward, it's going to become the norm um, that we have to work with the way the humans are rather than this is the way it's been done for years. Because the way it's been done for years clearly hasn't actually been no. working. No. Do, do you find,
0: you touched on something I to say, about people's working habits and, and the likes of Google embracing people different diversities. Yeah do you find and something i after my you know, i gave a lecture 5 days long felt shattered at the end of it yeah. of course um hallucinated yeah. went through extreme sleep deprivation as well not to be tried at home of course yeah but i discovered the afternoon nap yeah good naps are great is that something you do because if, if you know if you sleep 4 or 5 hours a night do you find that you get into the afternoon you could do with just a half an hour just a bit of a zap of
1: sleep in the afternoon and i was going to say that a little while ago but i went off track typical adhd brainer um Yes, uh, if I if I do feel and the eyes get heavy, which happens, right, then I I, I will literally I'll sit upright, um, not too comfortable because if it's too comfortable, you'll end up sleeping for, for too long. Aren't you? Yeah, but and I used to do this when I was driving a lot as well. So so doing a lot of driving, you've got to pull over at some stage. I mean, I can drive four hours, no no problem at all. But the drive back. You know, if I was going back later on, then there's a good chance I would want to stop Mm. after an hour's of driving, and I'll make sure the air conditioning is, you know, a little bit cool, music's on a little bit louder, so it's not too quiet. So the things that are maybe going to interrupt the sleep pattern, and then and then I'll probably naturally just have. A sort of a fifteen twenty mm. minute, and then wake up, feel a bit groggy, but then of course you're good to go. So yeah, I think I think naps are a, are a very good thing, and it's not an age thing. I'm 49 now. It's not that I think I've been napping probably for many years. Particularly when you're on the road, you know, your are sales on the road. It becomes a standard thing. You've got to do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and, and I do. You know, and driving is really dangerous, isn't it? With sleep, if you're tired, we've all and we've so, all done it. We've all experienced I mean, I've, that. I've, you know, I've been that jolt. Sl- sl- I'm worry. slapping
1: my face. I'm like, you know, I'm 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 opening the window. It doesn't. it doesn't work. None of it Work.
0: turning them, chewing. People say chewing gum yeah. is supposed to keep, but it's nonsense, yeah, it? all nonsense. I've tried all sorts of things. It, it doesn't Pull over, isn't it? And have a bit of sleep. It's it, the simplest thing people can do. It, it, um, something else that I've seen uh, online is time blindness. Yes. Now, can we talk a little bit about, about yeah, that and, and, and the impacts of that on
1: sleep as yeah. well? Because that's quite a big thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, time blindness is a, is is weird. Um, so, I mean, what, what is it, first of all? Okay, well, I mean, we just, ju- we can't judge, we can't judge time so you know i mean long term time is is difficult to judge if you said you've got a you've got um a project to do in 2 weeks time or if they said just do a project and, and hand it in whenever, that's the worst thing you can do to people like my, myself or any, anybody out there, and this will resonate with lots of people. But you'll then start doing that project the day before or that night before or during the night before that project's got to be in, for example. This will happen the same with work. This will happen the same with everything. Uh, and I think when it comes to sleep, it's, it's, there's, you sort of think, oh, you've got loads of time. Or you think, oh, I can do that in the morning. And so this can really, really cause major problems because you've got no judgment of how long anything takes. And it sounds silly, doesn't it, right? Because you think, oh, if something, takes five, something takes five minutes, it's going to take five minutes. But unless you've got an absolute deadline or something that has to be done at that stage, you know you're going to get told off or something's going to happen that's, that's detrimental and it's going to be a huge impact, uh, and you've got no choice but to do it by then, then you're going to put everything off. So that, And that probably then comes to sleep as well. So that whole time blindness, probably, I haven't really thought about this until you asked mm. the question, now I'm thinking about it, that probably does have an impact of when you think you can go to sleep because you keep putting it off. It's, a, it's
0: an interesting angle, isn't wow, it? Wow, that's mad. I it's mean, interesting, and, and I'm no recognised, because I, I, I've never been tested for ADHD, but a lot of the things you're saying kind of feel like, I kind of get that. Yeah. And I kind of get that, especially the bit about putting stuff off until you've got to do it. Yeah. And I, that kind of resonates a little bit, but it's interesting as well about the sleep, isn't it? Because it's it, an interesting. It, you point. Know, is the concept of time blindness do do people who, who experience that in quite a strong way literally sleep at the point when the body's saying,
1: "Now you've got to sleep?" Well, if in answer is, to your question, then, then yes, because that's exactly what I do. Is it? 100%.
0: So you're one of those people on the sofa and you I'll, won't go to bed until you're absolutely cream-crackered and you cannot stay up any longer. Honestly,
1: being single is, the, is possibly the worst for for, for for me personally. When I've been attached, when I've been with somebody, um, long-term relationships and you're living together and, and all of that, um, yeah, there's a good reason to go to bed. Right, there's, yeah. a, there's a better reason to go to bed, and I and I quite like that comfort. Somebody being there, and I'm a cuddler, right? So, so, so that does help. And I think there's breathing patterns and things, whatever. You know, that probably helps you to go to sleep. And I'll still probably put maybe to put a television or music on. But the, the thought that what you were saying there is quite interesting because I think you're absolutely right. I won't go to sleep until until I switch until I'm literally going to pass out. Mm. So if I'm hyper focused on doing work, the last thing I think about is sleep. Mm. And this is standard a lot uh, among the community as well of, of, of neuro, you know, different ADHDers. And they all talk about this, is that if you get hyper-focused on something and you're working, you can work all the way through the night. You know, if you get five, six o'clock in the morning and you have like, where's that time gone? Mm. And then it's, it's too late. But yeah, if you've got something to
0: focus on, then I don't think you think about sleep. See, and I did that last night. Did don't don't tell the sleep charity people. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, they're not listening, glancing out of the studio window. <laughs> <Shh>. <laughs> I was writing an article about superluminal communication, so communication faster than the speed of light. The potential right, okay. for that. I was doing that until like two o'clock this morning. I was so focused on it that, and I, and I was enjoying it, but I was so focused on it that, and I was tired. I, I knew I was tired. Yeah, but I was focused on it, and I wanted to finish it. Excuse me. And, I, and, and so, I, and I knew I had to get up for for this this morning, but I just couldn't stop doing that. That's interesting, isn't is
1: it? Is that because there's been a new thing about there? There's uh, there's some new new technology about Don't this. start me. Okay. Do that's not start. I won't start this you This could questions. be a different it's podcast. Divi- it's difficult. Honorable. It's difficult. It I want to ask you questions. I know. It's really difficult. It is difficult. <laughs> well, but it, we'll talk about
0: it after, after we were done. Yeah, yeah, 100%, um, 100%. So how can we manage that? You know, What can we do to manage that that aspect of of, of sleep and time blindness that... You know, uh, are there techniques for that? I mean, you know what?
1: It's Routine and structure is something that we struggle with, like hugely, hugely struggle with. Um, but it's the best thing for us. And if you had a have a routine and you start getting into a routine, that can work really well. Bill Gates, right? Richard Branson, they have our traits of, or they've been diagnosed with ADHD or, or, or and is d- dyslexic, right? So there's a lot of similar traits that, that come with it. They're so busy, their calendar's so busy, they have to do certain things at certain times. They'd have to go to sleep. They'd got to get up at a certain time in the morning. It works. We spoke about this sort of earlier Mm. in the the podcast. I think that that's what you need to do. You've got to be really busy. And I think the people that are that are really busy, are really successful, would agree. The people that are ADHD and are maybe employed and, and don't have and have a different, different way of life because that's all they know, I think they would struggle to understand that until they see that once you get these things in place and you've got the right people around you to support you, champion you, to guide you, and things like that, and know that you're not different, you're not broken, but this is just the way you work, and find a way that works for you. I think that you could change... How you go about your sleep, how you get up, how you, how your productive productivity is in the day, and then of course, what what is we the, the byproduct of that is the results and, and potential success and changes in life patterns and potentially changes in career and job as well. you know I, I think so it could start with sleep or you add that in, but it definitely needs to be part of what you do. Four or five hours a night, okay, fine but then you take your nap. Then you've got to have a mm. weekend where you don't do anything, or a day, and then just go, do you know what? I'm just going to let my ADHD take over and we do nothing, watch a film for two days, whatever, back-to-back, binge-watch billions or something like that. You know, whatever you need to do to recoup and, re- and recharge. And also, I think there's some bit of reprogramming that goes on in that mm. stage as well. And it's about listening to yourself, isn't
0: it? You know, there's, there's so much advice out there, so much, but but none of it is right for everyone. None of it's that's wrong, isn't it? Mm. It's not all right for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Some bits work for some people. Some bits work for someone
1: else. But but it's not one size fits all, is it? And that's why you've got to understand everybody. Yeah, you're different from me. You know, we're going to be we well, every similarities. Neurodiverse yeah. is is the word. Actually, neuro is brain, diverse is different. So we're all neurodiverse. We've all got our own intricate way of way of working. So we'll all have our own intricate way of sleeping and recharging and getting what, what we need from our ourself. I suppose. Uh, but you're right. We've got to get it from ourselves, and that is important to understand how we work. Mm. And that's not something we can always answer. If I asked mm. you what your strengths were and what your abilities and what your challenges that would take were, ages, it would take you a long time. <laughs> um, it does take a while. Uh, sometimes you have to ask other people, uh, yeah. the closest closest to you, to find out those things as well. Yeah. So, if you could share one tip with the listeners, yeah. relating
0: to sleep or ADHD or something that you've learned, yes, that you can share with people,
1: what would that be? Uh, I, I mean, I've, now you mentioned the nap, I think that's a, that's a really good thing. Um, and you could do that. To be fair, if you're if you're at work and you have a you have a break, you could do that. Um, but I think the music. I think you've got to find the sound that works for you. There's a lot of things around brown noise, pink noise, different colored kind of noises. <laughs> Purple noise, white noise. I can't the stand them. Oh, They freak me out. Um, find the music that works for you that's calming and may not, you're not it's not going to work, work on the first night, maybe not the second night, but there are sleep uh, music and sound apps. There's plenty of them that are free. Go and have a look through them. Listen to them when you're sort of feeling on a, on a Sunday when you're chilled and sort of, oh, do you know what? I quite like that. If it's annoying, try something else straight away. Don't try it if it annoys you immediately. Try something you go, I like that. That's nice. I feel good with that because then you're on, a, on the path to potentially finding something that could work you to work to help you to calm and get into that sort of sleep mode. And that's interesting because most websites will tell you
0: a quiet bedroom, do oh. not they? Most Awful. of them will tell you a quiet bit. Now, is that to keep you asleep or is that to enable you to sleep? I, equally, probably I, I find noise is a bit more beneficial to me than a really Don't just, say. no, at all. Yeah. It's really quiet. I, yeah. I struggle to sleep sometimes.
1: Yeah, yeah, I uh, do, and I, I genuinely struggle to sleep yeah. with with silence. Uh, even if it's a, I probably prefer to be in London with some noise going on mm. than I do in the country with with absolute silence. Um, but that, well, that might be a habit
0: thing, might it? Because maybe I, I'm used to a bedroom got wife, got you know, kids, got a dog that you know make all. There's all these noises of the cars going past and whatnot. The bedroom's not perfectly dark. You go into a hotel, and yeah. they're the perfect sleeping environment. They're quiet. Yeah, just hear the. Just gentle hum of I the put air the conditioning. TV on. Don't you put the curtains? TV on? No, don't you? No, not at all. But actually, because it's so dark and quiet and perfect, it's almost disturbing.
1: <laughs> <Do> <laughs> so, you,
0: I can't well, sleep. So so I will ask you questions.
1: But I But what I start hearing is I start hearing the noise of the pillow. I start hearing because we've got I've, I've got you know probably sensitive a lot of sensitive mm. sort of you know sound smells and things like that are really heightened. Um, and I'll hear my heart beating and things like that, and that would just annoy me. So you know that's the problem with silence. Um, or I'll hear a buzz that other people can't mm-hmm. hear, and so that and that will keep me awake. So as soon as you put the this, the, the right sort of music or the right sort of sounds on, that means that your brain's focusing on that rather than these other noises of your of some gristle moving in your jaw or you know do you understand what yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Do, you, so, do you hear those uh, things
0: yeah I do absolutely not yeah, your yeah. jaw that would just be weird <laughs> but you're right you hear stuff that you just wouldn't ordinarily switch yeah. on to and then you, then you focus on that, on that. you start taking that the whole energy you know focusing your energy goes into negative thoughts doesn't it yeah. and what's going to keep you awake and it's yeah. just it's just constant spiral then isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely definitely anyway Elliot it's been fascinating there yeah, are absolutely. so many more things I'd love to talk I know you we could about, do this for hours we haven't got any more time thank you so much for joining us thank Uh, you it's been great fun uh, and thank you for taking the time to come down to us it's been my pleasure thank you what a fascinating chat part of Elliot's strategies is using soundscapes and as with all of these episodes here's an immersive soundscape that's been specially composed for relaxation and to promote reflection for those with ADHD To learn more, go to thesleepcharity.org.uk.